is birth pangs. Now, birth pangs is the kind of pain that a pregnant woman goes through before she gives birth to her child, her baby. Okay, so every human being in life, every human being, every human being would go through a certain process before they become what God wants them to become. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Every human being will go through a certain process. Will go through a phase before he becomes what God wants him to become. And today I just want to show you by scriptures some of the phases that you're going to go through and what you should be doing within those phases. There are people who, when they are going through this phase in their lifetime, they die in that phase. They don't survive it. And this is because they don't they don't understand what they are going through. So people think when they are going through tough times or they are going through hardships, some of that sometimes they feel some people think it is just their the wickedness from their father's house or the witches in their mother's house that is doing it. But not so many times it's not sometimes it's not them that is causing this wickedness. Sometimes God allows that hardship to happen because it's a process he wants you to pass through before he makes you who he wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Say loud hallelujah. hallelujah. So God would, would have you go through such situations like Joseph in the Bible. The Bible says Joseph was the last born amongst his brethren. He was, you know, intelligent. He was, you know, he had a prophecy on his life. He had a great destiny. He had a dream one time where the stars were bowing to him and the sun and the moon also bowed to him. He saw in that revelation that his brothers would bow to him. His family members would bow to him. He saw it clear in that revelation. But guess what? It didn't happen. He went through a particular purging process. He went through hardship. He had that revelation. Like some of you under the sound of my voice now, God has spoken to you and said you are going to be great. Like we always say in this church, that this church is a global church. Everybody who God is raising this church is raising them for global assignments. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we tell you that and we say this to you that this is what God has raised you for. He's raising you for a global assignment. And we tell you all of that. And so you're expecting that immediately things will start happening. But most times, it doesn't. it's not always like that. The pregnant woman does not just get pregnant and give birth today. She has to go through nine months of pain. Where the, the, And in that nine months of pain is the period which the baby, where the, the baby begins to develop. Praise the Lord. Begins to grow. That was what Joseph was going through. Joseph went through a lot of hardship, a lot of tough times. The Bible says that Joseph was sold by his own brothers. What? There is no wickedness that is more than this one. Your own brother, your own blood brother sold you out. Somebody, if this kind of thing happened to you, eh, you can't kill yourself. Say, this world is a wicked place. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot bear it anymore. You just go and drink sniper. I said, let me end it here. Joseph's brother sold him. Not only that, you know, 
they actually felt that they actually allowed him in the pit thinking that he would die but when he didn't die that was when they now sold him so actually what they wanted to do to joseph was to kill joseph so they, they sold him as a slave and then he went to, the, to become a slave in Potiphar's house. Even while he was in Potiphar's house, he was still being maltreated. You know, a lot of things were going wrong. He, he, he was doing well as a slave, but he was under torment. Even the wife of Potiphar wanted to destroy his destiny. The temptations around him was high. Because of that temptation, he was sent to prison. This is a man that his prophecy has been spoken over, over his life. That he will become the savior of his family, of his nation. This is a man that has had a dream that he will be that his father, mother, and his, his all his brothers will bow down to him. This is the guy we're talking about. He has seen greatness, he has seen what God is said to do with his life and his destiny. But guess what? He was being taken through the pits to Potiphar's house to the prison. And many years, many years in between, he was going through tough times. He was going through hardship. And there is an attitude to have when you're going through a tough time and when you're going through a hardship, there's an attitude to have. And that is the attitude I'm about to show us. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 16 and verse 16, everybody open. Let's go into the world now. Praise the Lord. I also want to establish the reason why I do what I do and I will not stop doing what I do is because I have an assignment over everyone listening to me here and my assignment is to continue with you for your joy and your progress in the faith so my assignment is that I will continue with you I'll keep teaching you I'll keep fellowshipping with you until you experience a progress in your work with God and you experience joy because of the progress hallelujah so Luke 16 verse 16 the Bible says, since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been preached and all men pressed into it. Another um, um, scripture puts it that since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Amen. Now, what is this scripture trying to say? That if you are going to experience all the things that god has said about you in those tough times during those tough times during those hardships there is an attitude to have and that's the attitude of force can i hear you say force you must you must be forceful you must be dogged you must be energetic in the face of trial, you must be dogged in your convictions, number one. You must be dogged in your consecrations, number two. Number three, you must be persistent in your pursuit of God. In the face of all of those hardships, things are not working well for you. Think you're having this, this is going like this, this is going like that. But you are still pushing towards God. You are still pressing towards God. You are still pursuing God. Dogged in your convictions, dogged in your consecrations. What does it mean to be dogged? That means to be stubborn. Somebody tell your neighbor, be stubborn. You are stubborn about your convictions. That is what you believe that God has said you will be. 
you are stubborn about it, you don't give up on it. You are stubborn about your consecrations. That is the life that you are supposed to live. So that you become what God wants you to become, like Joseph. Joseph was stubborn about his consecration. When Potiphar's wife came to deceive him, to sleep with him, he said, no, I can't do this. I'm consecrating myself. I'm consecrating myself to live holy for the Lord. And he was stubborn about it. So when Potiphar's wife dragged the shed, he left the shed for the woman and ran away. Because he was stubborn about his consecration. And then number three, Hallelujah. He was stubborn about his consecration. And then number three. What, what is number three? What did I say number three is? Be persistent in your pursuit of God. Be persistent in your pursuit of God. That's number three. If you me, say, I'm there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of these things I have just mentioned are summarized in Luke chapter 16 and verse 16. It says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been preached, and all men pressed into it. Somebody say press. Somebody say press. Now, what does it mean to press? It means to apply pressure in spite of resistance. It means to keep doing what you, what you know is right to be done in spite of confrontation. You've not been able to pay your house rent but you said mm -mm. this thing will not pull me down they sacked you from your place of work you said mm -mm. this thing will not pull me down you go to your place even whilst you are you are there you don't feel like praying but you start praying father help even if you, all you are saying is lord help me lord help. you keep you keep praying suddenly you will notice something will break forth from you you start shouting sometimes you start crying there was a time I had an issue in school. One lecturer said, you, you will not graduate. You, 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 you will not graduate. And I said to myself, I said, no, I know what God has spoken. Somebody tell your neighbor, I know what God has said about me. I know what God has said about me. There is something God has said over your life. There is something God has spoken over your life. That even though Satan likes, as long as you don't give up, even though Satan likes, let him do all he can. He can't stop you. He can't stop what God wants to do with you. As long as you don't give up. So that day, all my mates were graduating, going for service. I was just there. Yeah, I said, Jesus, this man means it though. He told all the lecturers not to clear me that because I'm preaching the gospel. I came to school instead of me to be reading that I'm preaching the gospel, that I will fail his course and I'll, he will make sure all the lecturers do not allow me to graduate. And he meant it. Amen. Are you with me? He meant it. So he began to do so one day i, I cried I, I was praying i said i said you know my usual prayer time i was praying and all all of a sudden tears started coming out of my eyes i started crying and it didn't stop me from praying the next day i kept praying the only thing is that my prayer would change from prayer to just crying and tears are one of the fastest mode of communicating to divinity tears the bible says in the book of psalms chapter 51 and if you read from verse 6 down it says 15 16 down it says a broken and a contrite heart oh lord you will not despise instead of giving up on what god has spoken about you 
instead of giving up on your consecration do you know there are many people who somebody said if you don't sleep with me you'll not get a job it was like joseph they tell you oh if you don't lie we will chase you out of this office you have to lie you have to forge figures they will tell you to give up on your consecration but because you are like a pregnant woman that is about to give birth to something that the world will celebrate what do you do be dogged about your consecration be stubborn if i if, if you're a pregnant woman and i come to you and i tell you hey pregnant woman oh yeah i must i must open your stomach i must tear your your stomach i will tear it with razor just let me write my name i'll tattoo my name on your baby's stomach which with, with once i tattoo your name i'll give you so and so amount of money see if that woman knows what she wants and what she's carrying she will not allow that kind of thing or i'm telling the pregnant woman you i'm going to do this with you before I give your husband a job somebody that is pregnant with a vision or pregnant with an assignment he cannot she cannot mess up the problem the reason why many people are giving up on their consecration giving up on their conviction giving up on their dogged pursuit is because they don't know what they are carrying tell your neighbor do you know what you're carrying ask your neighbor neighbor do you know what you are carrying So like a pregnant woman you'll be so careful you'll be so persistent about the fact that oh very soon i'm about to give birth to a child it is hard for me now but very soon i'm about to give birth to this baby it is painful for me now but very soon i'm about to give birth to this baby and this baby is going to be a, a reason for joy in the world this baby will be an answer to the questions in the world that is the reason why I gave this topic today. Bet pants. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a way that Christ is formed in the person. Let me show you something. The Bible says in the book of... Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Gal uh, Galatians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4 from verse, and verse 1. Then I'm going to read verse 17. I'm going to read verse 17 later. Galatians chapter 4 from verse 1. It says, Okay, let's, let's read verse 19 first. Let's read verse 19. Galatians 4 and verse 19. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen to this. This was Paul. He says, My little children of whom I travel in bed again until Christ be formed in you. This was Paul saying, My little children, I keep on traveling in the place of prayer. He's calling it bed. He calls the place of prayer the place of bed until Christ is formed in you. So his assignment, Paul's assignment, was to see people saved, people transformed. Paul's destiny was that people's lives will be changed. 
And so how did he give birth to his destiny? In the place of prayer. Praise the Lord. Now, maybe your destiny is to become the next prime minister of any kingdom or to become the next governor or become the next local government chairman. You must understand how to go through a season of pain and a season of training. The same Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1. Let's see what it says. The first verse. The same book but the same the first verse it says now i say please open your bibles and look at this it says now i say that the hair as long as he is a child different nothing from a servant though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed to the father so even though you are destined to become the governor of taraba states or lafia or you are destined to become anything in life you cannot attain that position until you have gone through a season tell your neighbor a season, a season. Of, pain. of pain paul in this scripture had to go through a season of many days he was praying oh lord let christ be formed in these people oh lord let these people's destiny because in the fulfillment of this in in the in christ being formed in these people his destiny his assignments will be fulfilled in the same way, you can, you can also decide that every day you'll be praying. Prayer is one of the ways to give birth in the spirits. You can decide every day you'll be praying in, through this season of pain. You are going to be praying and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this, this thing written about me must come to pass. Father, in the name of Jesus, this prophecy on my head must come to pass. And every day you are, you are traveling. <laughs> you are laboring. Someone say laboring. Are you, are you there? You are laboring like the child who is an heir but cannot access the inheritance until he becomes a, a, a son or a servant. Until he is trained by tutors and governors. Between between you and the future that God has designed for you, you must there must be labor. Number one. Number two, between you and the future that God has designed for you, there must be training. Number two, between you and the future that God has designed for you, there must be sacrifice. Between you and the future that God has designed for you, there must be consistency. Consistency. Between you and the future that God has designed for you, are, you, are we together? Between you and the future that God has designed for you, there must be patience. You must be able to wait for it. The Bible says that this child will be under a tutor. I cannot carry a, a boy of four years old and give him a company of what one billion dollars. Amen. I say go and manage this company of one billion. He will mess everything up. Between you and that thing God has ordained for your life and destiny, you must it is going to be a season of training, a season of many prayers between you and that destiny. 
many prayers. Somebody say many prayers. Many prayers. Say it again. Say many prayers. many prayers. Between you and that future of God has for you is a season of many fasting. Somebody say many fasting. But we are in a generation where nobody wants to press. The Bible says the kingdom of God has been, but all men press. This is a generation where nobody wants to pay any price. Hallelujah. Shall we say I'm here? Let's read Isaiah 66 and verse 8. Isaiah 66 and verse 8 says, Shall a nation be brought forth at once? No. For as a as soon as Zion travelled, she brought forth her children. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Somebody say, as soon as Zion travelled, she brought forth her children. Say it again. Say, as soon as Zion travelled, she brought forth her children. Many of us are not ready to travel. Do you know what it means to travel? When it comes to prayers, when it comes to prayers, what it means to travel is to groan. Groan. You know, the, do you know when a woman is in labor, she doesn't shout. She doesn't shout. She groans. Something like, mm, mm, mm. Amen? You hear once in a while, she say, Chimo, Ewo, but she'll go back and say, Mm. You always hear making that kind of sound. It's not so loud. It's not. She doesn't cry most times too so often. It's just that the pain. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Learn to travel. So between you and that future, you must have a season where you just go on your knees for hours. I will not be small. I cannot end like this. Shake it again. To people, you are wasting time. But with time, they will know that you didn't waste time. The Bible says, until Zion travelled, she didn't bring forth. The reason why many young people are not bringing forth in our generation today is because they have not they are not ready to travel. They are not ready to labor. And some people are looking at me and say, "Don't worry, man of God, don't worry. Let me play life. I'm young now. I'm very young. Let me enjoy my life. I'm just 17, I'm just 18, I'm just 25, I'm just 30, I'm just 35. I'm a young man. I want to live life." Lamentations 3 and verse 27 is for you. Lamentations 3 and verse 27. Lamentations 3 and verse 27. Look at what will happen to you. Look at what you need to, to know. If you think you, you, want, you want to enjoy life, look at Lamentations 3 and verse 27. Quickly, 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 quickly. Lamentation. Lamentation. 3 and verse 27. If you are there, say I'm there. If you are there, say I'm there. Amen. Amen. 
So Lamentations 3 and 26 said it is good for a man to wait and hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Talking about patience. But look at 27. He said, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. The Bible says it is good that you bear your yoke when you are still young. He said, he seated alone and kept silence because he had borne it upon him. He put his mouth in the dust. If so be there, maybe hope. He says, it is good for a man to bear his yoke. The Bible also says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, it says, Remain the Lord your God in the day of your youth, when the evil day has not come. Amen. Oh. Remember the Lord your God in the days of you when the evil day has not come. Tell your neighbor there's an evil day. So if you are waiting till you turn 30, waiting till you turn 35 before you start taking God serious, my friend, you, you might not be able to do what you can do now. You might not be able to travel. Imagine a, an 85 years old woman trying to push out a baby. The advice that women give birth when they are young. In fact, when you are getting old, you won't be able to carry children. You won't be able to even conceive. Because if you conceive and you are going, going to labor room to that, you can have high blood pressure. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, serve God now you are young. Tell your neighbor, pay the price now you are young. That's what this scripture is about. Putting all the efforts now. Because an evil day is coming. Bear the yoke now. Because the time where you can't carry the yoke is coming. Pay the price for your future. Hallelujah. If you are with me, say I'm there. Pay the price for your future. Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, Lay aside, I'll just read, the Bible says, Having been surrounded with so great a cloud of weakness, lay aside all the weight that has been set upon you and run the race. Lay aside every weight and run the race, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. Whom for the joy that was set before him enjoyed the cross. So this scripture is trying to tell you that if between you and the future you desire is a race. Amen? You can add that between, you know, at that part when I said between you and the future. What you should do between you and the future. Between you and the future desire is a race. And in that race, you cannot run heavy. Amen? In that race, you cannot run heavy. Between you and that person, God wants to be like him. You have to run. There's a race. And in that race, you cannot run heavy. You have to drop the weight, weights. If I put a lot of weight on you and ask you to run, you, you, you will faint on time. What is the weight the Bible is talking about? It's talking about sin. It's talking about certain habits, certain addictions. The Bible says, lay aside. Tell your neighbor, lay aside. Lay aside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Are you guys here? Everybody look up. Look at me. Say lay aside. Every weight. Say it again. Say lay aside. Every weight. That is what you, you need to do if you must get to the future. If you must become that person that God wants you to become. I had the story of a man. His name was, is late now, Archbishop Benson in Tahosa. He prayed to God that he wants to raise the dead. He wants to be able to pray for the dead and see them rise. And the um, and I, I, according to the story that was told us, the man went into fasting for 21 days. And he almost died. For 21 days he was fasting. And after the 20, on the, 21, the 21st day, he went to raise the dead. And the dead person did not wake up. But he went back again. He went back about three times. On the third time, he tried the first time, he didn't work. Tried another person, he didn't work. Tried the third time with another person. And that was when he walked. The power of laying aside every weight that has been said before you. See, some of you want a measure of the anointing. Do you know what is keeping that measure of anointing from coming? Is weights. Weights. The lighter you become, the more the anointing comes. Praise the Lord. The question is, what is that habit? What is that character? What is that thing that you do that is weighing you down? Keep it aside so that you can you can cruise so that your journey will be shorter the children of israel while they were on the journey from the land of egypt to the promised land in the wilderness guess what their problem was they were murmuring complaining they were carrying the weights of the pleasures in egypt and so they delayed instead of them to the journey that should have taken them 40 days took them 40 years. I'm showing you why people do not graduate from their seasons of training, their seasons of trials. Somebody say wait. Somebody say lay aside every weight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please take note of these things I'm saying today. To change you forever. God wants you to push that baby on your inside, outside. God wants you to push that destiny on your inside, outside. In fact, what the scripture says is that greater, the, Jesus said, greater works than I have done will you do as I go to be my father. In heaven what jesus is trying to say is that you can do more than me here on earth you can become like me and you can do more than me on earth all you need to do is to believe but it's time that you believe is that you 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 travel you pay the price see kachikuma was saying something i don't how many of you have heard of kachikuma before kachikuma was saying something he said if you want the Holy Spirit, pay the price for him. If you want the power of God, pay the price for it. Very soon, um, in this church, we are going to have our camp meeting. And very soon, we are going to have long seasons of fasting. 
We're going to do three days fasting. And when we invite you, it is on you to decide to join. Because you are paying the price. Hallelujah. She said, I do not play with the Holy Spirit. I do not joke with the Holy Spirit because I have paid certain prices to keep him. So I can't play with him. I can't misbehave. The reason why many people are living their life anyhow is because they have not seen a future that they should pay a price for. They have not seen a future. And so in this season, in this meeting today, we are going to pray and say, Lord, open my eyes to see the future you have designed for me so that I can be motivated to pay the price for it. How many of you here have imagined what God wants to do with you in the next five years, the next ten years? Everybody look at me. Look up. Close your eyes. Say, Father, show me what you are about to do with me in the next five years, in the next ten years. Now, as your eyes are closed, imagine within your own self, what do you want to imagine how your five years will look like imagine how your next 10 years where do you want to be in the next five years and next day? imagine it any picture you see take note of it if you see yourself abroad please see it clearly if you see yourself owning a conglomerate owning a company see it clearly if you see yourself winning souls for jesus see it clearly See it clearly. The next five, ten years, how beautiful your life will be. And if you can see it, if you can see any picture at all, then get ready to pay the price. Open your eyes now. Look at me. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, get ready to pay the price. Say it again. Say, neighbor, that future you just saw is possible. Say, neighbor. That vision you just saw is achievable. But in between you and that future is a labor. Say, neighbor, labor. Hallelujah. We are going to do one kind of labor today. And it's going to be traveling in prayers. I don't care how bad, how tough things are to you now or are for you now. All I care is that your future will not slip away from your hands. The devil can take what he has taken before. The devil might take some things today, but he cannot take my future. It's a resolution you will make. Do you know that Joseph would have just given up in Potiphar's house and just slept with Potiphar's wife? And that, is, that will be all for him. But he's resolved. He, he was dogged and said, no! Satan, you won't take my future. Please, are you did you take notes today? Did you take notes? comprehensive notes text those notes back to me on water hallelujah 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 Amen. so we are going to we are going to labor in the place of prayer that's one of the places where many matters are settled the bible says and daniel after a law was given that nobody should pray in the particular city daniel locked up his house sat down, opened the window of the city, faced the city, and he began to pray. Because he knew if he laid in the place of prayer, 
the devil might have taken from him before the devil might be taken from him now but the devil cannot have the future every prayer you make is an investment into your future you might think it's a joke even though what you all all you did was uh, uh, I'm tired. Lord help me Lord help me That's all you did. That little prayer you made is already an investment. It is stored up for you somewhere. The Bible says, and your prayers will come unto me like a memorial sacrifice. God remembers prayer. When Daniel made that prayer, the Bible says, an angel came to him and says, since the day you began to pray, God heard you and answered your prayer and he has sent me for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, pray so that you don't fall into temptation. So when you labor like this for a future, in between you and that future is many temptations. That is certain. In between you and your future is many temptations. So when you labor for a future in place of prayer, prayer takes care of the temptations that you have not seen or you have not seen. It takes care of it and brings you to the expected future. Are we ready to pray this morning? Amen? Are we ready to groan this morning? That is what this service is about. It's about giving birth to what God has put on your inside. The destiny that you have been given, that God has ordained for you to fulfill, we are going to give birth to it now in the place of prayer. And nothing can stop you. Say loud amen. <laughs> Say loud amen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Orama sata lamana hasaya. Orama takote vigisha talabaya. Thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet.